This is all theater. This is all just political theater. Political theater. Political theater. Pure political theater. Theater. Political theater. The nefarious, significant, and protracted political, political, political theater for political theater's sake. I yield back. From Washington, this is Political Theater. Roll Call's review of the spectacle of politics on Capitol Hill and across the country. I'm Jason Day. Democrats won the majority in the United States House in 2018 with an historically diverse slate of candidates across the country. Rachel Lear's new documentary, Knock Down the House, profiles four women who mounted grassroots campaigns, three for the House and one for the Senate. Amy Villella in Nevada's 4th District, Cori Bush in Missouri's 1st, Paula Jean Swearingen for West Virginia's Senate seat, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in New York's 14th District. If I was a rational person, I would have dropped out of this race a long time ago. Crowley hasn't had a primary challenger in 14 years. He's taken $3 million per cycle. He's going to tell me I'm small, that I'm young, that I'm inexperienced. The movie, available on Netflix on May 1, is kind of a must-see for those of us who are interested in campaigns and how they work, the state of politics in America in general, and just those who appreciate a good story. Rachel Lear and Amy Villola are here on Political Theater to talk about the movie. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Amy, uh, for, first question to you. You had you know, a, a, a tough campaign. You were running in a, in a fairly big field. You're also running against somebody who used to have the seat itself, Steve Horsford, uh, who eventually went on to win. Sorry, spoiler alert. I mean, it's, <laughs> uh, for, for those who haven't seen uh, the movie, um, the, what are the, when you, when you see yourself reflected uh, in, Ra- in Rachel's movie, do, do you remember very specifically those times or, or are you seeing some of this stuff for the first time? Uh, because, I mean, it was a very long-term project. I mean, they, they, they followed you and the three others uh, for quite a long period of time. I definitely have a vivid memory of that time period. I, I think what really struck out to me, stood out to me when I watched it was I could see the actual look of exhaustion and the weight on, on, on me, um, figuratively and <laughs> and also, uh, you know, campaigns are not healthy places uh, no, for they're nutrition not. or exercise <laughs> or anything like that. But you could see the the, the stress mm-hmm. and the the strain mm-hmm. uh, in my face, and and from the beginning of her filming till the end, I that really stood out. Um, so watching it was a very different experience for me. Rachel, uh, let's talk a little bit about the, how this project got started uh, before uh, I, I have a, a, a larger sort of existential question of a series of what ifs. But let's just talk, talk about the origin of this. Um, what, uh, how, did, how did you pick the subjects? Uh, what, what was, and, and again, you know, this takes us all the way to 2018, actually a little bit before 2018, because it's primarily through the primaries. Uh, but this is a very, you, you, were, you were in these folks' uh, living rooms for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, so the project started in 2016. I mean, I've been making films about politics and social movements for a while. I'm really interested in stories of solidarity of people from different backgrounds coming together uh, to find common cause. And so after the 2016 election, I was looking for um, a new project. I, you know, I always like to find people who are going to be going through some kind of transformative journey over the course of the next year or two. And I had heard about this plan with Justice Democrats and brand new Congress to recruit ordinary working people to run for Congress, to run grassroots campaigns, uh, taking no corporate funds. But all these folks would be supporting each other through the process. And I was very interested in those individual human stories and also the group 
uh, project aspect of it, the mm-hmm. fact that there would be these connections across geography and, and social divides. So uh, through the organizations, I was able to get in touch with these four amazing women featured in the film, and each of them really stood out to me uh, because they had the the strong personalities and charisma to be great to watch in a documentary no matter what happened with the elections. Mm-hmm. We knew there was a very good possibility that that all four of them would lose, but there was certainly going to be loss in the film. Um, but uh, but also their very personal reasons for moving to for running for office were so powerful that we knew that could carry the film no matter what happened. The, and I I want to return to that to the 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 risk uh, that, that you took with uh, you know of of uh, uh, that there would be no happy endings <laughs> on this uh, again spoiler alert there is a there is a uh, a, a win um, in in there but um, one thing that I, I I wanted to ask you Amy is that um, there are uh, several points in the movie um, where you're actually you not just at conferences, uh, the gatherings of, of these two groups that Rachel was just talking about, uh, Justice Democrats and Brand New Congress, but on the phone. I mean, you're, you're talking to people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, you're talking to the other candidates. Uh, and, I, and I wonder, it, has that bond continued uh, through through the election? I mean, people get busy. Uh, you, know, you move on after uh, very bonding experiences sometimes. But I'm, I'm wondering what the relationship, are, the, are those relationships still there for you? Most definitely. Um, it was like a family. We were up against a lot. I mean, we were up against, you know, cross-party lines, also inter-party. We had, we were, we were felt at times very isolated. And so these, these bonds are very strong across the entire slate, not just even the four of us, but across all of the candidates. Um, and we're not done. So we're still in contact. We're mm-hmm. still strategizing. We're still being the support for each other. Um, you know, it's it was a difficult run, and even for Alexandria, the position she's in now, that's also difficult. Um, and so, seeing each other, being grounded, knowing that we have each other's back, that we're there, we get it, we understand. Um, it helps us remember our why, give us the strength to keep on. Um, and there were phone calls going back and forth for all of us when our elections were happening. Um, that's one that's that's in the movie, and I think it's it's perfect for what was happening. Uh, throughout this this uh, this election cycle, uh, exactly her her response was was incredible. Um, but yeah, those were going on throughout all of the campaigns. We were all there for each other, and uh, you know when when that particular phone call happened, I knew at that point that I was start. I could see the numbers coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were there for each other, reminding each other this wasn't about any one of us in particular. This wasn't about any of us in particular. This was about making that the movement and making sure that we were changing hearts and minds. And I always tell people, many of us lost our elections, but we all won the conversation. Mm -hmm. And so we feel incredibly grateful to be part of that and, and to have each other through that whole process. Rachel, the, w- w- um, the one of the conversations that Amy is referring to is, is this conversation between her and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in which uh, Ocasio-Cortez says uh, something along the lines of, you know, like like all of us have to run so one uh, at least one of us can get in. And again, this is before before they know the results. And, and, and you know, Ocasio-Cortez had the 
one of the later primaries. Um, so it, it, it sort of fit in a, in a narrative, you know, that like, you know, you, you got, you know, you, there's a, these racked up sort of like kind of tragic losses. I mean, cause you, you spend time with, you know, Paula Jean Swearingen in West Virginia. And I, I used to live in West Virginia. So I know that, that country, I know that area. And, and you got to know Cory Bush and, um, and, 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 and the, the images of Ferguson are, are seared in all of our minds. And you get to know Amy's story because of, you know, just not just, Nevada and and like and its stark contrast to New York and and these <laughs> other places, but also you know Amy your personal story with you know running you know with the, the memory of your daughter uh, and her, and her loss and and her um, you know her her very premature death um, and and how that helped motivate you that people should have health insurance, um, but it. The something you alluded to earlier, Rachel. I apologize for being so long-winded. Uh, it's you know there's so much narrative to untangle uh, for a, a political junkie. Uh, is that there was no guarantee here. That's right. <laughs> there was no guarantee that that you would have uh, a, a win to hang it on, um, and and the losses when you see them are are tragic. And then you get this sort of documentary gold, <laughs> with not just the the moments that you capture, uh, like the the things that a filmmaker, any filmmaker, would dream of, but the fact that she turns into this political superstar. You know, like I mean, uh, up, I mean, with name recognition. Thanks to both liberals and Democrats. I mean, Fox News has made her, uh, you know, a, a possibly <laughs> right, a bigger right. deal than, than <laughs> she would have been if just MSNBC and, and progressives had, had embraced her. Uh, was that just kind of terrifying to think, what if nothing, what if nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody wins? <laughs> well, we were very aware that that was a possibility. Uh -huh. You know, it, it, there's actually a lot of interesting parallels between independent filmmaking and grassroots campaigning. Mm -hmm. So you've got to take that risk. In the beginning, you I mean, you never know what's going to happen. But in the beginning, it's very hard to get people to support you. You have Lots to believe in yourself. <laughs> fundraising is a challenge, of course. Mm -hmm. um, you've got to believe in yourself before anyone else does and, mm -hmm. and get others on board with you being the person to do this difficult task. And, uh, and, and when no one knows what the outcome is going to be. And so we were very conscious of the story elements that we would need to make it a good story, no matter what the outcome. Mm -hmm. And we're, of course, thrilled to have this historic victory as part of uh, the film. But we were also confident that it was going to be a good story anyway, because, first of all, we spent a lot of time uh, choosing our characters uh, to focus on. And we knew that they'd be great to watch. But we were also very interested in the dynamics of races where outsiders were challenging political machines so that the film could really be an exploration of power and how it works in this country and what it looks like to build uh, grassroots power that can challenge that. And so all of those dynamics were going to be explored in the campaign. When you think about uh, the classic campaign documentary Street Fight, that was about Cory Booker's first unsuccessful run for mayor of Newark. Still a great story, still a great movie. You know, you're, you're witnessing the, the early career of someone who went on to become a household name as right. well. So so that was sort of the our plan. The first Rocky, Rocky loses. Hey, yeah, he doesn't win. exactly, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so this film is like several Rockies rolled into one. Right. Um, so we knew that uh, that we could get there and have a great story and uh, with within those models, no mm -hmm. matter what. But as it is, you know, we've got uh, this range of human emotion. I mean, I will just say, you know, the, the Nevada primary and the New York primary were two weeks apart. Mm -hmm. And going through those experiences with Amy and Alexandria, um, 
was such a range of emotion for me as a filmmaker shooting primarily alone. You know, you build this deep trust with the people you're working with, um, you know, running around behind them <laughs> with all the equipment trying mm-hmm. to <laughs> get the shots, get the story. And um, so after Alexandria's victory, um, you know, it wasn't just that. We were, of course, happy to include that in the film, but it was also knowing that the losses we'd already captured were cinematically so powerful and there was just so much human emotion and drama there that the sheer range of it was going to be really the hallmark calling card of the film. I've got to say, I mean, I've I've been covering politics for a while. Uh, You can, you can, uh, for those of you not in studio, there's a, a, any number of gray hairs that I can attribute to different uh, covering different <laughs> campaigns. Um, and and I feel like I learned something. This is a, a movie that when people say, what was it like to be, you know, in America in 2018? This is a very good hallmark of that. Uh, and not just the state of the country and some of the issues that the candidates are bringing up, but also tactic and strategy. I mean, like there's there's this great sort of like, you know, like a, a, a an, uh, an analysis of like different um, placards that the and mailers that are sent out, and and what you know what a strategist comes up with, and what an organizer comes up with, and and also just the way that it's so how it's so difficult to connect with people. I mean, Amy, you had to knock on doors in the suburbs. Well, I mean, not the suburbs necessarily, because it is Vegas. A lot of it is Vegas. But I mean, I grew up in Phoenix uh, and in Arizona. And, you know, that that's like the city, you know, right. is, is houses 25 feet apart. Then you go to the Bronx <laughs> and, and, and you've got thousands of people in one building and, and, you, and, you, and you hit like the, the call button <laughs> to see if somebody will come out and talk to you. It's a it's a, again a masterful demonstration of how politicking is done and all the different ways that it can get done. And that's so. interesting that you're bringing that up because one thing that we all learned from this collectively, we've had the the discussions afterwards. All of us, you know, we went into this without that institutional knowledge, right? And we learned a lot from doing this and knowing how to do this as a grassroots organization. I think we're going to see a lot more successes in 2020 Mm -hmm. because now we've learned. Now we know what to do, what not to do. Um, And we now have that tool set. um, And we learned there's differences between all the different um, districts. Like mine was one of the largest in the United States. It also had a huge rural section to it as well, right? right? North of North Las Vegas. Right. So we all started out kind of doing the same model of Mm -hmm. knocking all the doors. and, and But there's we've learned now how to change that 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 model as we go from different districts um, and and actually how to do this in a more efficient way going forward so this has been a learning process you know every every movement starts with loss every movement has loss um, and then you grow and you learn from it and from a political standpoint you know this was just this is just the beginning this is just the beginning and now, you know, we know a lot more about running. There was a lot of surprises to us, you know, coming in from the outside, not having been, you know, submerged in that whole political process. Uh, that was really eye-opening as well. Go ahead, I will just say we're, we're really hoping the film can um, really make everyone who sees it feel that there's a place for them in mm-hmm. the democratic process, whether it's voting or running, right. you know, or anywhere in between. Um, so, you know, the the film is really about people finding their voices, um, 
coming together to uh, to put forward a positive vision of moving the country forward. And, you know, it comes out on Netflix in theaters and it's available for community and educational screenings at the same time. So if anyone's interested in hosting anything like that, we've got a discussion guide and a curriculum okay. coming out in the fall. The website knockdownthehouse.com has all the information. And um, we really hope the film can be a tool just really to broaden democratic participation. I, I said if I was teaching a class uh, on the political process, I would I would likely include, you know, um, that this this movie because it's just it's it's modern it's it's of the it's of the moment um i I wanted to reiterate it is coming out on netflix on may 1st uh, that's wednesday may 1st uh, and it's also in locally in in washington dc it'll be at the landmark east street cinema um, for for those who would like to see it in a in a more in a communal uh in a a darkened room uh as, as it were for for movies I, I think I first saw a little bit of something ab- about the movie in Entertainment Weekly, of all places. So you're, 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 you've got a broad swath of people paying great, attention. Great, great. Well, it is entertaining. <laughs> well, Rachel, Amy, thank you so much for, for joining us on Political Theater, and I wish you all the best. Thank you so much for thank having you us. Thank you for having us. And thank you for joining us. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, NPR One, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts, including you can just ask your smart house. Just say, Alexa, please play Political Theater Podcast with Jason Dick. Uh, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes as well. Every little bit helps. For more on this and other stories, you can visit RollCall.com or find us on Twitter at RollCall. And thank you for listening.